I think I can say that one of the toughest things for a newly ordained priest, or maybe a not so newly ordained priest, to just kind of come to terms with in his ministry are those moments, and depending on your assignment, they happen to come pretty frequently. Those moments when you're with someone at the moment of their passing from this life. Usually that's in a hospital room somewhere. Oftentimes you don't know the person or you've only just gotten to know the family. And there you are at that incredibly intimate, intense moment. And especially newly ordained priests maybe struggle with, what do I say? What do I say at a time like that? I, I barely know these people. I want to be comforting. I want to be helpful. And you learn certain prayers. You've got your little book. And, and that's good. And that's often comforting. But eventually what you come to realize is, A, your presence is much more important than anything you might say, and B, it's really the presence of everyone else who's there. And how do you get them to share what they remember and love? And I'll never forget what someone told me, much more experienced priest, he said, just invite people to talk about what they remember. Just invite people to share what they most love about whoever it is that's passing. Favorite story, a joke. Don't worry if it's awkward or it seems strange. If it spontaneously comes up in their own heart at that moment, then you can trust that's something that is very real for them. And it's not just trying to have a little comfort in a sad moment. It really is honoring and treasuring what is most real in some ways for those relationships. I'm mentioning this because if that's oftentimes what can be very helpful when we physically pass on from this world or we have to say goodbye to someone, it's also not a bad metaphor for what it means to actually find some healing in the spiritual life. The reason I love the gospel that we have today, yes, Jesus heals a blind man, fair enough, but most blind men in ancient Israel were not healed by Jesus. It's not simply a case of he encountered this blind person, he helped them to see, wasn't that great? God can work miracles. As I'm sure you're aware, in the gospel and the scriptures, blindness in particular is often kind of a stand-in for not being able to see clearly. Where is God in my life or in the world? And it's memory that's so important. Now, maybe this guy was born blind, but that wasn't so common. Much more likely in the ancient world is because of injury or malnourishment or something, he went blind. That's why in the Gospel of John, he makes a point of saying, the man who was born blind. What Bartimaeus is saying in some way is, I want to go back to the way I was. I know what it was like to be able to see. I remember what it was like to have some clarity, to be able to be present to others and have them be present to me. And somehow that's been lost. And so when the great question comes, what do you want? That's really the desire of his heart. I want to be where I once was. It's kind of a gloomy fall evening, so let me depress you a little bit more. <laughs> I want you to think for a minute about what is most difficult for you in your life right now. What is it that you're struggling with? And it doesn't have to be a sin. Maybe it's just an old memory that's kind of dogging you. Maybe there's something going on in a relationship or at work. 
doesn't have to be some horrible thing, but it's a cloud that's there. Anything that takes us away from being able to see the presence of God and the joy that we sang about in that opening hymn, because a lot of times we don't feel that way. Those aren't our words or our feelings. Anytime something like that clouds our hearts or minds, that's getting in the way of where God wants us to be. And it's not that God wants us to be bouncing off the walls with affective joy, but to have a sense of calm or inner peace in the face of struggle. But what I'd invite you to do is just think back to the time before things got that way. Think back to the time before maybe you were struggling with whatever it is that you're struggling. Think back to a time when the relationship was well and a source of joy. Maybe for some of us here struggling with addictions, think back to the time that there was freedom from that. And that really is what Gospel Tonight is about. That's where God wants to take us. Not in some phony, you know, trite way. God won't wave his magic wand and make exterior reality change. That's not the way it usually works. But the lie that creeps in is that somehow God is just kind of a cheerleader on the sidelines instead of really being intimately involved in what seemingly sometimes can't change. The reason the church gave us that first reading from Jeremiah is that it's all about a people remembering how it used to be. The Israelites, they're off in Babylon, they've been taken away, and they're longing to go back to how it was. And eventually that starts to happen and they're joyful about it. But that's a stand-in for where individual lives often are. And sometimes the most powerful thing we can do in prayer is simply to allow ourselves to remember what it used to be like. Not as a downer, not to say, oh my gosh, that was great, but it's gone forever. The lie says that the joy or the peace or the hope, that will never come back. And that simply isn't true. If our faith means anything, it's that even if the exterior doesn't change, even if the person we've said goodbye to doesn't come back, even if we don't get the job we'd always hoped for, these can be really subtle things. They don't have to be hugely dramatic, but they take us away from that receiving love. Sometimes the most beautiful spiritual prayer is just to look God in the eye and say, I want to go back to the way I was. Notice what happens here. This is one of those great examples where Jesus simply says to the guy, he doesn't say, see, you know, says some amazing thing or does some great action. He says, your faith has brought your sight back. The very fact that you're saying to me, he's saying to Jesus, I want to go back to the way it was. That in itself is the perfect prayer. And I get it, I get it, he's physically blind and now he can physically see. But I think we miss the whole point of it if we just see this kind of changing of the laws of physics or biology. As I said, most blind people were not physically cured by Jesus of Nazareth. What Mark is trying to get across is by looking God in the eye and saying, I want to go back to the way it was. I don't want to have a heart that's enslaved or burdened. I really want to believe that there can be freedom and peace, even in the midst of whatever situation it is. 
That is the perfect prayer. And we wouldn't be here 2,000 years later if it didn't have a transformative power all its own. We've all known people in exteriorly very difficult situations who somehow seem to have joy and inner peace. Well, that's what it looks like. Notice at the very end, Jesus says to the guy, okay, go on your way. You know, you expressed your desire. You're now able to see the way you once used to see. You're now able to re-envision a world that maybe you thought would never come back. So go, go on your way. Go do whatever you want to do. And famously, Mark says, he got up and he followed Jesus. Now his way is the way of Christ. When he acts the way he desires to act, it's to follow the one who helped him recover the way he used to see the world. So whatever it is that might be your version of blindness this evening, I know I could name mine in a heartbeat, just as a simple prayer, not a kind of morose longing for what used to be and, oh my gosh, it's never coming back, but instead with a source of Christian hope, which is different than just human hope, tugging on our own bootstraps, with Christian hope, maybe use a little time in this Mass and just say to the Lord, I want to go back to the way it was. I want to have a heart that's free. I want to have a relationship that's nurturing. I don't want to be in this darkness. Before you decide, well, that all sounds very good, but not going to work for me, at least give it a try.